The questions we will be addressing today are, are traditions hindering our spiritual growth? Are traditions preventing us from nurturing a deeper relationship with God? Since Thanksgiving is coming up and is one of our bigger traditions, let's talk about it. Here are some Thanksgiving facts we all know and some most people don't know. Thanksgiving Day is celebrated in many countries. It's a day to give thanks for the blessings of the previous year, as well as the harvest. Thanksgiving was traditionally a religious and cultural celebration, but today is celebrated by many people regardless of their beliefs or culture. Feast of Thanks are recorded as far as ancient Greece and ancient Rome. Now, the way the story goes here in America is that in September 1620, a small ship called the Mayflower left Plymouth, England, carrying 102 passengers. The pilgrims, as we know them now, were members of a Puritan religious sect known as the Separatists. They believed that membership in the Church of England violated the biblical precepts for true Christians and they had to break away and form independent congregations that adhered more strictly to divine requirements. After a 66-day voyage, they landed in Cape Cod, New England. They remained in the boat through the harsh winter, but sadly, only half of the original passengers and crew lived to see their first spring. In March, the remaining settlers moved ashore where they received a visit from an Abenaki Indian who greeted them in English. Days later, he returned with another Native American, Squanto, a member of the Pautuxet tribe who had been kidnapped by an English sea captain and sold into slavery before escaping to London and returning to his homeland on an exploratory expedition. Squanto, seeing how the pilgrims were weakened by malnutrition and illness, he taught them how to cultivate corn, extract sap from maple trees, catch fish, and avoid poisonous plants. He also helped the settlers forge an alliance with the Wampanoag, a local tribe. This alliance would endure for more than 50 years and tragically remains one of the sole examples of harmony between European colonists and Native Americans. In November 1621, after the pilgrims' first corn harvest proved successful, they organized a celebratory feast and invited the Wampanoag chief Massasoit. This feast, we are taught, is America's first Thanksgiving. The festival lasted three days. And while no record exists of the exact menu, the pilgrim chronicler Edward Winslow wrote in his journal that four men were sent on a fowling mission in preparation for the event, and that the Wampanoa guests arrived bearing five deer. Historians have suggested that many of the dishes were likely prepared using traditional Native American spices and cooking methods. The meal did not feature pies, cakes, or other desserts, which have become a hallmark of contemporary celebrations. Sadly, the peace was short-lived. Early European colonizers and Native Americans lived in peace 
through a symbiotic relationship for about 10 years, until thousands of additional settlers arrived. Up to 25,000 Englishmen landed in the New World between 1630 and 1642. After Massasoit, the Wampanoag chief, and Bradford, the governor, died, power fell to their successors. The new settlers prompted a fight for land and with 40 years of steady rising animosity, were exploded in 1675. Many Native Americans have long marked Thanksgiving as a day of somber remembrance. Some Native Americans observe Thanksgiving with their families, but don't think of it as a national holiday the way the rest of the country does. Some Native Americans say, and I quote, Thanksgiving tells a story that is convenient for Americans, unquote. Some also say, and I quote, it's a celebration of our survival. We recognize it as a chance for our families to come together as survivors, unquote. Some Native Americans and others take issue with how the Thanksgiving story is presented to the American public, and especially to school children. In their view, the traditional narrative paints a deceptively sunny portrait of relations between the pilgrims and the Wampanoag people, masking the long and bloody history of conflict between Native Americans and European settlers that resulted in the deaths of millions. Since 1970, protesters have gathered on the day designated as Thanksgiving at the top of Cold Hills, which overlooks Plymouth Rock, to commemorate a national day of mourning. Similar events are held in other parts of the country. Now, from 1621, fast forward 242 years, Thanksgiving was celebrated in different parts of America, but at different dates, until a woman named Sarah Josepha Hale, author of the Dirty Rhyme, Mary had a little lamb, little lamb, little lamb. She launched a campaign to establish Thanksgiving as a national holiday. She campaigned for 36 years. Abraham Lincoln finally heeded her request in 1863, 242 years after the first Thanksgiving. He scheduled Thanksgiving for the final Thursday in November and it was celebrated on that day every year until 1939, when Franklin D. Roosevelt moved the holiday up a week in an attempt to spur retail sales during the Great Depression. Roosevelt's plan was met with passionate opposition, so in 1941, the president signed a bill making Thanksgiving the fourth Thursday in November. Thanksgiving was a feast to give thanks to God for the harvest and peace with our neighbors. Obviously, the tradition has changed. Now Thanksgiving is about spending time with family, cooking, watching football, and shopping. Parades have also become an integral part of the holiday in cities and towns across the United States. Presented by Macy's Department Store since 1924, New York City's Thanksgiving Day Parade is the largest and most famous, attracting some almost 3 million spectators along its 2.5-mile route and drawing an enormous television audience. 
Businesses are using the tradition to drive sales using a false narrative. This is what the channel Gaia has to say about the tradition. And I quote, Thanksgiving has resulted in a holiday designed to perpetuate our current system of consumerism and corporate greed. Black Friday has practically become tied to Thanksgiving, and those who aren't capitulating to the retail madness are likely continuing a binge of overeating and watching football. In our society, we've been programmed to be good consumers. Capitalism has become our mantra, our religion. When there is a tragic event in Western society, we are told to go shopping. Shopping boosts the economy and it boosts our collective confidence, unquote. There is that saying, when the tough gets going, the tough goes shopping. <laughs> Football, Black Friday, and shopping have nothing to do with what the original Thanksgiving was. So do you think this tradition is taking away from the sincere gratitude we should feel? Has this tradition become something that keeps us from giving thanks to God? See, I think... We should thank God every day of our lives. And I think we should celebrate Thanksgiving with our families as a time to love one another, our neighbors, as a time to serve, and as a time to pray in gratitude. In Psalms 107.1 says, All give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His steadfast love endures forever. What other traditions can you think of that have been distorting through time and perhaps lost its meaning in the process? Anyway, please share this video, like Tiny Church on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you would like to help us by making a donation, please visit tiny-church.org and click on the donate button. It's safe, secure, and your donation will help create educational and rehabilitation programs. And now we're going to play an interview about the questions. Are traditions hindering our spiritual growth? Are traditions preventing us from nurturing a deeper relationship with God? America Reader reminding you, tiny church, tiny steps to mighty miracles. The topic today are the questions, what do you think? Are traditions hindering our spiritual growth? Are traditions preventing us from nurturing a deeper relationship with God? We have so many traditions. I'm going to mention a few that have become staples of consumerism and really entice and perhaps pressure people to go shopping. Valentine's Day, for example, he said that it has a very dark history about executions and bloody Roman traditions. But Valentine's Day sales reached 17.6 billion last year. This coming year sales are expected to total $18.6 billion. Now we have Groundhog Day, St. Patrick's Day with green beer, Easter with the bunnies and the chocolate eggs, Independence Day with cookouts and fireworks, Halloween customs and candy, 
Thanksgiving, Turkey, football, Black Friday, parades, Christmas, and New Year's. When it comes to Christmas, we have Santa, elves, trees, and what does that have to do with the birth of Jesus Christ? So with me, I have uh, Callie Garrido, who happens to be my daughter. And uh, she was a very thankful child. So anyway, Callie is gracious enough to join me all the way from Charlotte, North Carolina, where she resides. So what do you think, Callie? What are your thoughts on traditions? I think that traditions are fun. I think that a lot of the time I look forward to them because I get off of work. <laughs> and it really just depends on the tradition because um, sometimes, I mean, I, we have them all the time in the year. So I enjoy them. You enjoy them. Yeah, I like some traditions too. You and I were going to have a tradition of fly a kite on Thanksgiving, remember? And we did it once. <laughs> <laughs> Our one-time tradition. Uh, what do you think? Uh, a, lot of, a lot of traditions are based on, on lies. For instance, uh, Santa. It's a good tradition, but, but it's kind of based on a lie. There are other um, traditions that are best on lies. I mean, Valentine wasn't necessarily a romantic thing. It comes from a very, very gruesome and, and bloody uh, ritual that they had in the Roman Empire. They actually hit women. Easter is another tradition that's kind of weird to me because rabbits don't lay eggs, but the Easter bunny does. And he lays eggs out of chocolate and kids go in. And, and I know it's fun for kids, but... Uh, I feel that a lot of these traditions take from the truth of the actual holiday. Like, for instance, Easter, we're celebrating the resurrection of Christ. And, and it's weird that we kind of like idolize a bunny. And also Christmas, we're celebrating the birth of Christ. Yet everybody is like very worried about a, a man in a red suit delivering presents uh, and trees that we bring in our house and put weird stuff on them. Um, what do you think we can do to separate the truth from the tradition? I think that it depends on the tradition, and I think that it depends on how everybody celebrates their traditions because everybody celebrates them differently. So I think that there are some people that don't even celebrate Christmas um, just because that's their preference. So it really is just based on preference. I think some people know the underlying meaning of what the tradition is, but they still like to celebrate in the way of how everybody else celebrates. Okay, can you elaborate on that again a little bit? Please. I think it just depends. I think that people know the truth about it. I think that people just... But do they, do they know the truth? For instance, a, a, a child and, and he's I, never been to church. I think it depends on what people believe. Some people don't believe in Christ. Some people don't believe in 
celebrating Valentine's Day. So maybe they don't want to know. Maybe they just are set aside and they just are not willing to learn. Okay. Thank you for that. So we got to be respectful to what other people want to do and and not care if they don't celebrate as we do. Right. But I mean, it just, I don't know. I guess I didn't answer the question, but I guess. Yeah. I mean, well, separate the truth from the tradition. I guess your answer could be that. Google it. It's not necessary. Well, I mean, some people. whoever, I, it's necessary to the people that it should be necessary to. You know, like, I just feel like there are answers out there for people who are willing to receive them. Oh, very nice. Very well put. Uh, those years of college paid off. <laughs> um, do you sometimes feel pressured? I mean, I've noticed a lot of these traditions are tied to consumerism. We're, we're to go shopping. You know, in, in St. Patrick's Day, we all wear green and, and, and drink green beer. Well, I don't I think it looks weird. But, um, uh, you know, uh, one of the things that I've noticed is that Thanksgiving is tied to Black Friday, which is the biggest shopping day of the year. Now, in, in the message, I had mentioned how they actually designed a president Roosevelt did design that as a way to bring up the the economy after the depression and uh it worked now now i even as early as halloween we start seeing uh ads and emails for black friday and and um you know it's not even thanksgiving yet and i'm already seeing christmas stuff all over um so the question is, do you sometimes feel pressure or have you ever gotten stressed because of traditions? Like, I don't feel pressured just because I feel like it's something that has been in my life ever since I was little. Um, I think now that I'm a young adult, I do feel some stress about it just because giving presents during Christmas time can be expensive. Um, but it also, I think, at the end of it, gives me joy in a way, just because I'm participating in something that everybody's doing and I feel like I'm a part and I feel happy because I'm able to give in a way that everybody else is giving. And... I think it's fun. Um, what was your question about Black Friday? Oh, just stress about. I don't feel like it's necessary to go shopping on Black Friday. I think it advertises a day that there's like the most sales, but I just feel like there's a mall somewhere every single day that you could go shopping. So I don't feel any more pressure to go shopping on Black Friday. Um, well, what do you think your percentage of thinking of presence and shopping uh, is in comparison to your your um, uh, devotion to to the holiday? 
not that everybody will be devoted to the holiday because as you pointed out to me what, you know, oh, um probably i don't know it just probably depends on if you celebrate christmas or not well i think everybody celebrates christmas you know and the word christmas in itself it says is is christ mass christmas you know but it became something else and and i feel right now like in in the world is is more about the shopping and the presents and the parties than they actually contemplating the birth of the savior mm -hmm. Now, I know this is not the savior for everybody. Well, it is the savior for everybody, but I know it's not, not everybody believes on that, and that's okay. And, and, and in tiny church, the, the whole thrust is that we want communities to be together, and no matter of, of what they believe, whether they're Christians or not. Uh, however, I, I find it interesting to, to see what the, what the views of people are on, on traditions. You know, I was brought up Catholic. And a lot of times, you know, we had to stand up and kneel down and stand up again and repeat after me and sit down and stand up and hit your chest and repeat after me. Uh, and, and we had to go through these motions. And, and, and I never understood why. It was never explained to me why. And frankly, the words didn't sink in. Nothing I mean, you go to a lot of churches and they and they repeat something over and over and over. But I mean, if you ask, you know, 80% of the people probably don't retain it or understand it. I think it would be more efficient to talk to somebody and explain what what that that is. I mean, and I don't know if have you ever been to a Catholic mass? Mm -hmm. uh, did you what do you think about the traditions, for instance? In So I just traditions in the church or tradition well, traditions traditions don't have to be like just a, a day or, or a celebration a tradition for instance would be um the way uh, people um worship so for instance when you go to a, a not that there's anything wrong with it but, but like for instance when you go to a catholic mass you will be asked to stand and then you will be asked to kneel. And then the guy will come out with some smoke and stuff, which is actually, that's kind of cool because the smoke signifies the prayers going up to the heaven. I feel like it's different. Every church is different. Everybody church, every, yeah, the whole, like, I don't know, just from my experience, I'm not Catholic and I've been to several Catholic masses. Some aren't all the same, you know, so I just feel like, it really depends. And to go back on traditions with Christmas, some families' tradition is to go to church as well as do Christmas with the presents and the trees and the Santas. Like, I don't think that everybody disregards the birth of Jesus or the resurrection of Christ during Easter. I think that some people do recognize it and i think that it's okay to be a part of the traditions as well but yeah. about preference yeah you no know, one, one of the things that uh, i have a, a very uh, i encourage in, in tiny church we encourage a personal relationship with christ and, and to me that's very important um 
beyond belonging to a congregation. I mean, belonging to a congregation is very important too, but but I I feel like people go to church and then they leave church and then that's it for 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 God. You know, um uh, I know as a fact that you do you do do devotions and, and you have a, a personal relationship with, with Christ. Uh Amber does as well. Uh our, our other daughter is spiritual which I respect that she, I believe she believes in God. She doesn't, uh, um, we all have like our own beliefs, even within churches, we have like certain things we believe in certain things we don't. And, and, um, but do you feel that, that sometimes these traditions uh, can hinder our spiritual growth? Or do you think that um, the traditions are preventing us from nurturing a deeper relationship with God? No, all in really how you look on it, I guess. Um, you're either in tune with God or you're not. So I just feel like I don't think a tradition will hinder you from having a personal relationship with him. Okay. Well, that kind of like shuts down my last question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I have such a passion for 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 God that I I want to share the gospels, and I want to share the well, what the true meaning of of the atonement of of Christ and what it means to us and our rights as sons, you know, of of God. You know, I want everybody to know that we are all uh, sons and daughters of the uh, Most High, and and that they, we should live and, and, and walk uh, accordingly. And uh, I feel sometimes that some churches, uh, because of their repeating actions uh, during the service, may, may not communicate that. And a lot of churches uh, lead with fear and the world's going to end and you're going to go to hell, that kind of thing. And I feel that that, actually separates us from God more than than bring us together you know w what do you think about what I'm saying right now I mean you don't have to agree with me you know I think it's important for someone to figure out what they believe in general and then find the place that is suitable for them so that they can grow I think the standing up sitting down is just another preference you don't have to be catholic you don't have to be whatever de denomination it's up to you so i just feel like i just feel like you could ask that question with anything in life like does traditions stop your spiritual growth okay well does social media stop your spiritual growth or does the internet or does you know like having a dog does i feel like it could okay i think that's part of the struggle i think that's your everyday walk of life is learning how to balance learning how to live in this world and keep that spiritual growth and to grow every day so there you have it out of the mouth of babes uh well thank you very much you taught me a valuable lesson. This is Callie Garrido.
She happens to be my daughter. And she uh, is coming to you live from North Carolina, where she resides. Thank you for being here with Chatiny Church. And um, uh, please share this video, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you would like to help us by making a donation, please visit tiny-church.org and click in the donate button. It's safe, secure, and your donation will help create educational and rehabilitation programs. And now we're gonna go to our musical guest. Thank you. Love you. Love you.